It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm your host, Chris Russell, as always. And what do you know? The Washington Football Team bounces back from 17 nothing down and wins. Finally, a win in the NFC East for the first time since October of 2008. 18, the Washington football team wins week one at home at FedEx in Ron Rivera and Chase Young's debut and others. 27-17 over the Philadelphia Eagles. All right. So if that isn't good enough news, let's also welcome our new partners, Pepsi. That's right. My favorite. Oh, this football season will be different Trust me. And Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Enjoy a Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers, baby. Oh, yeah. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. That's right. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com, madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. That's right. Go there now, madeforfootballwatching.com. And while you're at it, crack open an ice cold Pepsi or Diet Pepsi in my case and enjoy the wonderful, wonderful taste of Pepsi Cola. All right, so that's a good way to start the show, right? A win, a new sponsor, a new partner, and something as cool as Pepsi. So we thank them for hopping aboard with us here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. I'm your host, again, Chris Russell, and away we go. Coming up on this particular show, we will go through everything that happened, everything that unfolded in front of my very own eyes at FedEx Field. I was one of the lucky ones, one of the few that could actually watch the game at FedEx Field. And boy, was it a tale of two halves and then some as the Washington football team again rebounds from a 17 to nothing deficit and wins 27 to 17 in just unbelievable fashion so let's start there you'll hear from Ron Rivera his first win as the head coach of the Washington football team and everything he had to endure and we'll get to what happened at halftime and what Ron said you'll hear that from him Uh, so I want to let him explain it because I thought it was pretty cool but let's go through the game and we'll see who else we have time to hear from because we get to talk to a bunch of players, the players of the game, 
uh, afterwards on Zoom. Uh, and Washington Football and WashingtonFootball.com makes those available to us. So uh, we will see what we can squeeze in on this particular episode. If not, we will get it in on the next episode. But let's start with the Game Rewind and Quick Snaps version before I get a chance to watch the tape uh, and really a lot of the highlights because it's so hard being at the game. Uh, Things are moving so quickly. I mean, I'm doing, I'm tweeting, I'm writing, uh, I'm making calls to CBS Sports Radio. So, I mean, things are kind of crazy and I don't have a chance, you know, to go back and rewind anything. We don't have that access and that control. But here's what you do get to see. You get to see different things that TV is not going to show you. I guess the little details to me that make it worth going to a game or certainly a very different experience. So here's the deal. The Washington football team was down 17 to nothing. The first drive, the Philadelphia Eagles carved right through them. Again, like a hot knife through butter, Thanksgiving turkey style, just carved them up. Six plays, 62 yards, two minutes and 27 seconds. Now listen, there are scoring drives of longer and shorter. But six plays, 62 yards, that's obviously an average of over 10 yards per play. And there were guys wide open in the middle of the football field, specifically Dallas Goddard, a couple of times. And then Zach Ertz was open for a five-yard touchdown pass along the back line of the end zone. Uh, And basically, it was tight end to Palooza, which is exactly where the Washington football defense, one of the areas, has struggled over the years, along with getting off the field on third down. Another area that they struggled with in the first half on Sunday, which we'll get to, uh, and basically it was way too easy. Now, the one thing we should point out is that the Washington football team probably, probably would have been able to stop them, the Philadelphia Eagles, to just a field goal on that first particular drive if Chase Young does not jump into the neutral zone. So after Washington goes three and out on their first offensive drive, barely even a pulse, right? Carson Wentz dials up Dallas Goddard for 16. Deshaun Jackson, old friend, for 19. Uh, Boston Scott, running back, rushing for five yards. Wentz incomplete over the middle to Ertz. Then third and five from the Washington 22-yard line. So again, you're talking about if they don't convert the first down on the third down, then you kick a long field goal attempt, 40, 39, 40 yards. And Chase Young jumps into the neutral zone on third and five, which wipes out the play and gives them an automatic first down Philadelphia. From there, at the Washington 17, Wentz hooks up with Goddard for 12 yards over the middle, Down to the Washington five, boom, next play, first down, Carson Wentz to Zach Ertz for the five-yard touchdown. So one, two, three, four, four passes targeted for the tight ends on that particular drive, three complete, six for 62, so again, over 10 yards per play, but Washington could have, could have forced a long field goal if they got the stop. And if Chase Young is not in the neutral zone, he was. So the play, again, doesn't count. And you get the automatic first down and the 
drive is extended. So that was a problem. How easy Philadelphia went down the field, how quickly they went down the field, uh, and obviously giving them a gift wrap uh, on that third down and five conversion. Now, a couple of things. Because of how easy they went down the field, and because there were guys running free all over the place down the middle of the field, this you know between the hashes, I think that kind of forced Jack Del Rio into A, cranking up some of the pass rush and some of the blitz packages. Uh, we saw it with John Bostic twisting uh, and looping with um, another linebacker on the next series and getting a good lick on Carson Wentz and then sacking him later on in the game on a fourth down play on a free shot right up the middle. I think it also, without being able to watch the tape and things moving so fast, to me, put Washington more in a man-to-man type situation instead of these big zones and these big holes in the middle of the field where they're taking away the deep stuff from Deshaun and um, the young uh, wide receiver that they have uh, that they're, that has a lot of speed, right? So you're trying to take away the big plays. And even though Philadelphia almost, almost, almost hit a big one, to Jalen Rager at the end of the first half. They did hit one for 55 yards to Rager over, over Ronald Darby, the former Eagle. I think for the most part, Jack Del Rio, my sense, my feel, my gut tells me, was able to play more man-to-man and pressure more because of that. And again, they got a little bit more creative with some of their blitz packages and some of their pressure packages. And then the defensive line cranked it up even on the second series of the game. Philadelphia scores a field goal after, again, another meager offensive performance by the Washington football team in which they didn't go three and out. They did get a first down on a first down 16-yard gain and pass from Dwayne Haskins to Terry McLaurin, but then they went three and out after that. So Philadelphia then comes back with the football and Despite all of the penalties, Montez Sweat, another neutral zone infraction, that one on third and seven, which makes it a third and two. Then Landon Collins, a unnecessary roughness, really, really bad penalty uh, after a short catch on a first down, 15 yards, boom, enforced at the Philadelphia 20. It comes all the way out to the Philadelphia 35. But this is where it gets interesting, right? Because Ryan Kerrigan then sacks Carson Wentz on the next play for 10 yards and a 10-yard loss. Ties Dexter Manley for the all-time franchise mark at 91 sacks, his uniform number. Next play, Carson Wentz gets sacked by Matt Ioannidis for a two-yard loss. So all of a sudden now you've gone from first and 10 at the uh, Philadelphia 35 to third and 22 at the Philadelphia 23. Then that 55-yard bomb to Darby, uh, to, uh, I should say, to Rager beating Darby, as we talked about, bad, 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 bad in every way. Third and 22 can never, ever, ever, ever be converted. So Philadelphia then gets a first down. They rush for seven. Then uh, a short pass to Hightower, who's the other speedy guy uh, that's playing because Alshon Jeffrey was inactive. Uh, and that's a two-yard loss. Cameron Curl blows that up. So good play out of the young rookie, forcing a third and five. And then on that third and five, a third sack of the series now, a long series, and that's Chase Young, his first NFL sack, and it's a forced fumble. 
and it's recovered by Jason Kelsey, almost by Washington, almost a turnover, but a third and five at the Washington 17 turns into a Jake Elliott 38-yard field goal. So, again, a lot of detail on those first couple of series, but it's very, 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 very important to realize how the tide started to turn as early as that second series, even though it was far from perfect, and even though Dallas Goddard would have a 34-yard touchdown pass over Kevin Pierre-Lewis after that to make it 17 to nothing. Again, the tide started to turn. You could feel it a little bit. And ultimately, Washington would finish with eight sacks on the day. Eight sacks on the day. They would also create a couple of turnovers, right? We talked about the near ones, forced fumble. They had a interception wiped out by Deron Payne. Uh, the interception was by Deron Payne. Chase Young hit Carson Wentz and kind of forced the ball up into the air. That was wiped out due to a neutral zone infraction again, or an offsides. I forget exactly what they call it, uh, and I believe they called Matt Ioannidis. They announced number ninety-eight. I think that's who jumped, but I didn't see him jump. Uh, we, again, we have such a bad angle. Uh, but they called it on the Washington football team. And again, that wiped out another turnover. But they did have a couple of big turnovers that weren't wiped out. Specifically, Fabian Moreau with an interception late in the first half that gets turned into a Logan Thomas six-yard touchdown pass from Dwayne Haskins. And then in the third quarter, and eh, not quite midway through the third quarter, Jimmy Moreland, the people's champ, jumps one, cover three, battle along the near uh, along the Washington sideline, snatches it away, returns it all the way into Philadelphia, deep in te- uh, Philadelphia territory, and then a couple of plays later, Peyton Barber plunges in for a one-yard run, just a five-play, 20-yard, two-minute, 19-second drive. But that made it 17-14, and then Washington ultimately would get a fourth down stop, right? And then they would go for it on fourth down themselves, uh, ultimately in a 17-17 game after they got the game tying field goal from Dustin Hopkins, 38 yards. He had earlier missed one uh, from... Uh, from 48, I should say. Uh, But this one from 38, which ties it up 17-17 early in the fourth. Then I think they got the fourth down stop. Then Washington goes for it on fourth and one from their Philadelphia four. Again, 17-17 game, conservative play call if you want. Ron Rivera was conservative early in the game uh, and content at midfield a couple of times. Uh, Here he's aggressive. Riverboat Ron, right? We hear about that moniker. We hear about that. Here he's aggressive, right? Because it's a 17-17 game. And yes, you're in good position. And he's like, and I asked him about it after the game. He said, well, the reason why I went for it is because I think our defense is playing really well. And even if we don't make it, they've got to now march, you know, 95 yards or whatever it is kick a field goal maybe a little bit less but the point of the matter is he could have settled for a field goal a short kick and a 20 to 17 lead and maybe that would be good enough as it turned out it was good enough it would have been good enough but he goes for it Peyton Barber gets it barely barely along the far sideline and then a couple plays later plunges in from three yards out for the go-ahead touchdown to make it 24-17. And then Dustin Hopkins would hop on uh, a 40-yard field goal. Tack on uh, would hop a 40-yard field goal to make it 27-17. And that, my friends, was your final score. All right, so that's a lot of detail going in. We'll hear from Ron Rivera next. 
winning head coach for the Washington football team after they go to 1-0 right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you aboard as you might want to print those playoff tickets, baby. The Washington football team (laughs) 1-0 on the new NFL season. All right, it is Chris Russell with you for our friends at DoorDash. That's right. When you don't want to cook, especially on a football Sunday or a football Monday or a football Thursday, who are we kidding, or a football Saturday, you do what you should do already and what you have been doing, and that is DoorDash. Download the DoorDash app right now, and you make your life easier. Like as you're battling laundry and you're dealing with the kids and the dogs and homework and all this nonsense, take the cooking off your plate. Take the cleaning off your plate and let DoorDash handle your next meal. Whether you want Chinese or pizza, somebody's craving Froyo, whatever that is, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. And you can support your local restaurants in your own community. You've counted on them before. Guys, now they're counting on you. Help them out a little bit and get your dinner, lunch, breakfast, snack, whatever you want on DoorDash. And here's how you do it. DoorDash is available right at the touch of your fingertips. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door. New contact delivery, contactless delivery drop-off setting. 300,000 different partners all across the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Locked On. That's $5 off your uh, first delivery and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store. Enter the code Locked On. That's code Locked On. $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, fellas, football is back, as you know, as we talk about each and every day right here on this podcast. One thing we don't talk about each and every day because it's not easy to talk about is ED, erectile dysfunction. Usually we just brush it off, blame ourselves, saying, I lost my mojo. I don't feel like it. I had a long day at work. Sorry, honey, I'm not feeling it. I don't really want to do that. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe, guys, real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. It's Roman. And with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash locked on NFL. That's GetRoman.com slash locked on NFL and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman guys. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash locked on NFL today. If you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash locked on NFL. GetRoman.com slash locked on NFL. All right, it is Chris Russell here on the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Again, we're going to hear from head coach Ron Rivera after his first game, first win, first comeback. And first IV treatment, I think, at halftime, at least as the head coach of the Washington football team with everything going on in his personal life and what happened at halftime, and it may surprise you. Here's Ron Rivera. 
you mentioned, obviously, you were playing during the era when Dexter Manley was running rampant with Washington. And now Ryan Kerrigan, who did not start today, and, you know, Chase Young started ahead of him, but he got two sacks and he took over Dexter Manley's record. Can you talk about the importance of that? Well, the importance is it just shows you how unselfish Ryan Kerrigan is and how a true uh, Washington football player, Washington football team player he is. Um, just because of, of that. I mean, he understands that we've got a couple of young guys that we've got to get on the field, but he also knows that he's got a tremendous role and an impact role for us. And coming off the, off the bench and being fresh and, 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 and getting two sacks and, and, and recovering a fumble and causing a couple other plays to happen out there just really speaks to who he is as a young man and what he means to our franchise going forward. You, you had a chance to take the easy field goal at 17-17. How much was that? That you know, Can you just go over the fourth down, going forward inside the five? How much is well, that about? I'll say this. I did that because I wanted the guys to make sure they understood I believed in them. Um, my first couple years as a head coach, I made that mistake of not showing the, the, the team early enough that I believed in them. So it took us a little bit longer. I want these guys to know that I believed in them. I believe we could have got that first down, and they did. It's a heck of an effort. You know, Peyton Barber did a great job getting that ball outside the right edge and, 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 and lunging forward for the first down and really put us in position to win this football game. You, you obviously gave a real commitment to Dwayne Haskins this year. Yep. I mean, seeing him today, is that, did that kind of verify that for you a little bit? Well, it, it did validate it. But, again, you know, this is, a, this is a league of what have you done for me lately, so next week he'll be judged again. But based on what he did today, the base he based on the way he responded after the first quarter, you know, taking what they gave, making plays when he had to, really showed his resilience and, and just the fact that he's starting to feel more and more comfortable as our starting quarterback. I, I was very proud of him. Did you do any challenging of him at halftime or at any point today? Well, um, from what I understand, I was actually getting an IV at halftime, and, and, and he stood up and, 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 and gave the halftime speech and got everybody fired up. So hats off to Dwayne for stepping up and you know, being one of the captains that he is. Coach, you had said uh, all along that you wanted, you wanted yourself and this team to be judged going forward. But until today, there was nothing on the field to allow anybody to make that judgment. So how important is this game to that, to people being able to judge you now going forward? Well, I think what we did was we set the tempo more so than anything else. And, and we showed that we can play with the best team in the NFC East, and that's the Philadelphia Eagles. So we played, we played well against them. We're fortunate to come out on top. They're a very well-coached team. They've got tremendous football players, and we know that. Uh, but our guys bowed their necks when they had to. We were down 17-0. They responded, and they just kept fighting and, and, and stuck to it. And, and it just shows what these guys are capable of. I mean, there's some good football players in that locker room that really haven't had the opportunity to express themselves as players. And I think today is a great example of guys just really getting a chance to play, cut it loose, and have fun and, and enjoy it. Um, I'm very happy for them. I really am. Congrats on the first win. I, I just got to ask, you had treatment this week in a tumultuous offseason. How important is this win for you? <laughs> well, it, it, as I told the players, and they're winning and losing in this game is a very humbling experience. And so to get the opportunity to step up and play today and, and win a football game means, means a tremendous amount, especially based on the things that we've gone through. And, you know, we, we have, like I said, it, it's been a tough offseason. It really has. But I, I just love the resilience of these young men. You know, there are a bunch of guys that really worked hard at it. You know, we didn't have a lot to gauge on who we are or who we were going to become. But we had an opportunity to show, and, and, and the guys did. And I'm, I'm very proud of who they are as a football team. And, you know, very, 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 very proud of our, of our organization. She gets drawn offside early, uh, but obviously comes back uh, to, ha to have a good rest of the game. What did you think of his debut performance? He was exciting. It was. I, I tell you what, the group was exciting. But I was very happy for Chase. Again, here's a young man that grew up. You know, idolizing this football team, 
loving the, 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 the franchise for who it is to him, and, and that was his hometown team, and now he got a chance to play for it, and he played well today. I can't wait to watch the tape, though, because I, there's a lot of things that we got to take a look at. We just got to make sure we're continuing to put our players in position to have success. We got to find some of those mistakes that we uh, that find out about those mistakes we made and get those things corrected because we, we left opportunities on the field too. And again, kudos to to, to Philadelphia. You know they're a good football team, and, and we you know we, we've got to be realistic about that too. Hey Ron, the uh, the middle section of the game, starting with Fabian's interception, really kind of seemed like the, yeah. the winning formula for you guys. The defense uh, making plays, setting up the offense, and obviously them cashing in. What what stood out to you in that stretch, starting with that interception? Well, it was early in, in the first quarter. We had the ball on the ground twice, and we didn't get, we didn't even come close to it. So for us to come up with a uh, takeaway the way we did, you know, off of Fabian's interception, it really kind of built the momentum because we were so close, and the guys felt we were close. And sometimes all it needs is for you to take that one last step, and then next thing you know, you're going downhill. And that's the best thing that happened to us. So kudos to Fabian getting the momentum going for us. I, I, I know, you know, early on we, we struggled. We, we, we tried to force a couple things, and, and, and I think we got, you know, we, we were reaching. And, and I'll be honest, I thought Scotty was reaching. And, you know, he and I had a little conversation over the, over the headset real quick, and then he settled in and he called a heck of a game. I mean, again, you know, we're, we're all rusty at this because we really haven't had the opportunity to work on it. You know, and Jack will probably tell you he was early on, he was a little bit rusty too, but, man, he got into a rhythm. Our guys got into rhythm. I thought they called a heck of a football game, both all three of them. Were you feeling okay during oh, the game? Yeah. Oh, no, this was planned. This was planned. We had, we had this mapped out. No, no, we had this mapped out, guys. I, I want everybody to understand that Dr. Castellero and I and, and, and Ryan Vermillion, our head trainer, we had discussed this prior to, to, to this game that I would come in at halftime no matter what and get an IV. You know, potential doesn't really mean anything and we have to go out there and execute. I guess just yep. what does it mean to you to see those results? It means a lot because those guys have worked very hard. Um, you know, there's a couple of stubborn guys on that in that group that really fought the techniques we were trying to teach and trying to get them to understand. Uh, they fought it. But I, I think today we kind of showed them what the results can be and, and, and who they can be as football players because it, it's a heck of a group. It really is. And, 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 and we're very fortunate to have those kind of players around. And uh, you know, it bodes well to who we can become as a football team. Was there a point where you saw those techniques starting to click as maybe training oh, yes. camp went along? Very much so, especially the last, the last couple of weeks. I was very pleased with what we saw. I thought the coach has done a great job trying to get it across to the players, and I thought the players reluctantly and then finally willingly uh, fall into in, 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 in and, and do the things that they're capable of. I mean, this is a good group of guys. I mean, you know, and, and, and I, I, I kind of think that when we started scoring points and, and started stopping them on defense, all of a sudden the guys realized, man, we can play with these guys. And, and that was really a lot of fun to see because these guys are capable. There, there's a lot of good young players on this team, and, and if we do it right and we grow it right, who knows where we can go. Ron, you talked uh, all preseason about not quitting, about trying, you know, playing hard until the end. When you get down 17 nothing, obviously you don't want to be there, but did you see that as kind of an early test of, of what you talked about? Yes, because, you know, the one thing I was, I was saying on the side was to tell the guys, hey, we don't have a 17-point play, so we just got to play them one at a time. I told that to the coordinators. I told, well, I told that to Scotty. I said, Scotty, we don't have a 17-point play, so let's try and get it one at a time. And, and, and then lo and behold, we get the turnover. Next thing you know, things are rolling. Hey, Ron, was there something that you saw or heard from the players on the sideline during that time that maybe told you you'll be okay? You know, because I didn't see anybody bickering. I didn't see anybody pointing the finger. I didn't see anybody. I saw guys coming to the sideline trying to get answers. And, and that usually tells you the guys feel that they can, they can do something good. And that, that was a huge plus to see. All right, and that's a portion of head coach Ron Rivera will come back and put the icing on the cake right here on this edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. 
the Washington football team in the win column. 1-0, 27-17 win over the Philadelphia Eagles for their first NFC East win since October of 2018. To put it in a little perspective, that was a full month before Alex Smith's leg injury. So almost two full years. We'll come back, put the finishing touches on this episode next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so the Washington football team wins 27-17. to Let's quickly go through some of the numbers for you. And again, we'll let you hear from some of the players like Dwayne Haskins and Fabian Moreau on the next episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Started off so miserably for the home team. Again, down 17 nothing. Philadelphia doing whatever they wanted thanks to a couple of penalties and conversions on third down. But really, Washington put the boots to them. 5 of 14 overall for 36%, and most of that damage, almost all of that damage, was done in the first half. Now, Washington has to be a lot better on third down on offense themselves. Only 5 of 18, 28%. But they converted on one of their two uh, fourth down opportunities. The other one was just a kneel down as the game was expiring. Philadelphia was 0 for 2 on fourth down, including the big one that John Bostic helped uh, with a sack. Again, Washington had eight sacks in this game, a couple of turnovers, a couple of turnovers didn't go their way due to penalties. Overall, Philadelphia with 265 net yards of offense, Washington 239. 70 plays for Washington, 67 for Philadelphia. That was way tilted in the first half. Um, In terms of passing yards, 208 net for Philadelphia and Carson Wentz, 159 for Dwayne Haskins and Washington Carson Wentz threw the ball 42 times on the afternoon. Dwayne Haskins, 17 of 31. In terms of uh, penalties, it was 7 for 55 for Washington, 3 for 20 for Philadelphia. Again, that was a big, 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 big thing that they have to clean up. And here's the deal. Washington, 3 of 4 in the red zone. That's important, and more importantly, they got the first 14 points directly off of turnovers, and they didn't settle for field goals. That is such an underrated part of Sunday's win that they didn't settle for field goals, where in many, many, many times in years past, I'm going to have to do some research on this, Washington would settle for a three and out or a field goal or field goal attempt. Again, I'm going to have to do some research on this, but trust me, it has been a problem, no doubt. Um, For the Washington football team, they were on the uh, offensive side of the ledger, 29 minutes and 21 seconds, Philadelphia 30 and 39. All right, that's going to do it for us on this particular episode, the Washington football team, guys, for at least one week in first place and undefeated 
in the National Football League and the NFC East. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles 27-17. to It's off to Glendale, Arizona, just outside of Phoenix for Week 2 action. The team will leave after Friday afternoon practice, and they'll take on Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, and the Arizona Cardinals, who upset the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco, actually in Santa Clara, just outside of San Jose on Sunday. So they're 1-0 as well. That's coming up Sunday late afternoon, and we'll have coverage for you all week right here on the Locked on Washington Football Team's podcast. Locked on Washington Football Team podcast. Have a great start to your week. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.